Welcome to the Authentic Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea John. Today, we continue our journey through the Gospel of John. This Bible study is recorded live on Thursday nights with a group of people get together to dive deep into the scriptures. So in addition to mine, you'll hear some different voices. You'll hear questions and commentaries, perspectives. We don't all agree. We all bring something different to the table, but it lends itself to a conversation that goes deep and leads us further into the knowing and loving of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening because this adds to the conversation. And if you have something to add, to share, or if you have a question, you can always email me at hello at andreajohn.com. Welcome to session 10, where we talk about what it means to have living waters flowing within. We also talk about context and how it matters when we study the Bible. Was the Samaritan woman a sexual deviant or was she a magnificent leader? So let's get started and find some treasure. Oh, just one more thing. Before we dive into the Bible study, I'd like to ask that you like and subscribe to this YouTube or podcast channel. This will help increase the odds that someone will find this life-giving content. Don't forget to share it with your family and friends. Let's get started. Jesus went and met her. She didn't go to him. He went to her. And in verse um, 13 and 14, this is what I was looking for before. Jesus said, and this is why to me, like, I love red letters. I love when Jesus talks because I don't know, there's just so much love and power and lessons and it just reveals God. And he said, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. He was talking about the water from the well. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. That last part, I don't understand why, but there's two schools of thought where they think that the second hymn is referring to Jesus. So it's saying like, I will give him and will become in him a well of water springing up. To me, this is saying like, let's say, I'll use you as an example, dad. I will give Eddie, uh, um, I will give him, I will give you Eddie, a well of water springing up to eternal life, which means in you, there now is a spring of eternal life. Not because you have the water of eternal life, but because through Jesus, you have the water of eternal life. So whoever Jesus gives the water of eternal life now has rivers of living water, rivers of eternal life flowing through them. I see it like that, but there's some, and I'm sharing this because I think it's important. I like to show different thought processes because everyone thinks different, sees different. They There may be something to someone that I disagree with, 
but some see it as it's just talking about Jesus himself. He's giving eternal life because in him is eternal life. It all depends on the translation that you're reading. Hopefully that makes sense, but. Yeah, and again, your version, you're reading from the NET. Well, this right? this last one I just read was from NASB because I okay. found it less confusing. Yours says a, a well of water? Um, A well of water springing okay. up to eternal okay. life. I'm reading from the NASB too. It does not say a well of water. Says a fountain. Says a fountain of water. I have the NASB twenty twenty. Oh, version. I have. Yeah, I have the I, old one. Now, is that a difference between a well and a fountain of water? Yes. 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 We had well in Portugal. We had a well, right? The water does not has, but there's no fountain. It depends on the rain and other stuff, right? But a fountain is like the source of things. As a matter of fact, I read on, I watched a program on TV this week that maybe 15, 20 years ago, the most was the first time ever since the world began that somebody was able to detect a spring of water, right? Because we may see uh, water coming out of a mountain. Oh, look at the spring. That's not the spring. So when I heard, I watched it and I heard that, I said, that's it, only 15, 20 years ago, the most. I couldn't believe it. First time they were able with cameras and stuff, see the source. So here, my translation, not the same as yours, but says fountain. Fountain of water is one thing. So if it is a fountain, there's always living waters something new something fresh and it's jesus is the living yeah jesus is fresh he's never bo boring we are boring i am boring <laughs> but, but 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 not him so yeah there's a difference between the well but anyway if we read the text carefully on our translation it says then it says springing up mm -hmm. right i don't know what kjv says caradon likes the kjv I, yeah. I don't I don't know what words they use. So I actually like that you guys are saying this because it's different in mine. What is your um, it it actually says, okay. Whosoever drink of this water, right? Which verse are we reading? Uh 14. 14. 14. Okay. But whosoever okay. But whosoever drink of the water that I shall give shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give shall be in him a well mm -hmm. of water springing up into everlasting life. And that's why I love the KG because it's talking about this water coming out of you. Like he's saying, this is why I always thought um, from this scripture alone, why I always thought it referred to the Holy Spirit even though he didn't talk about it until after. Because the water that's flowing in somebody, a well is an everlasting, right? Like a well is just endless water. So it's everlasting life on top of the fact that the water is the well that never ends. So it's in, like the well is in the person and that's what blows my mind. I'm like, yeah, I, it I, Powerful. It is in the person, Caradon. It is, but the water does not come by our efforts. It comes because Jesus, God, 
gave it makes that possible right that's why in everything we do in life we must re never point others to oh look what i did look what i got no it's not it's not about us it's about him he is the source and he's so good to us that is he, he, he makes he makes himself alive let me use these words because of lack of other words, in us right so again we are the channel we are the water but the water that process did not start in us it started with him with I, him right he is the source he is the source of this of this these living waters that's why as barbara said in the beginning is that a connection between living waters and the spirit in a way yes as we keep reading that's where it, you know what it looks like if yeah, we don't have the spirit if we don't have the spirit we're dead right if we don't have the spirit we're dead we may be running on the street running marathons but you're still dead um the net has a footnote on the word fountain they use fountain they say it says orwell fountain is used as a translation for i i guess it's like pege or something in greek here since the idea is that in art is that of an artisan well that flows freely but the term artisan well is not common in contemporary English. So that's why NASB changed it, I'm guessing, to fountain, because when they're using the word well, which is probably like KJV, they were thinking of artisan well that flows freely. Um, so but now because of our english they're changing but yeah then it says water springing up to eternal life mm. let me share with you guys a little bit of a supernatural story related to water around the time i was around the time i gave my life back to god i was experiencing a lot of supernatural type things okay like it was crazy. I was seeing healings and all this stuff. And God kept taking me to this, this passage, John 4, John 4. And I would read it. And one of my daily prayers, like all the time I would pray, God, I want the rivers of living water to flow through and out of me so that every time I talk to someone, pass by someone, they can see it, feel it, experience it. That was my prayer every day. That's what I wanted because he, him as the water, and this is why relating the water to Holy Spirit makes sense. But at the same time, I don't want us to diminish the words that Jesus was using and that we can't you we can't turn words into synonyms that are not synonyms so while i can say i can see how the through the spirit there is water i think there's a distinction in water and i believe that in the spiritual realm there is water it's just not natural water but there is water in the supernatural is what i think i do believe that there is a 
like rivers of living water in in heaven i believe that they're in the supernatural like in the spirit realm i believe water exists i don't i i don't see water i don't see water now that i'm thinking about it as spirit to me they're two different things but i can see you need the spirit for this to work so i was praying this all the time and one day um i i think i was like at a meeting and someone gave me a word and said something like what you already have what you've been asking for you need to believe it and i was like i have no idea what you're talking about so (laughs) one morning i wake up this is a true true story okay i wake up i go do my morning routine i go make my coffee i make my bed Did I make my bed? No, I didn't make my bed yet. I go make my coffee so then I can go make my bed. And I had these uh, slippers where they're plastic on the bottom and fuzzy on the top. So I go walk to make coffee and there is water everywhere. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, this was my logic. Wow, Mike got water everywhere and he left for work and didn't clean up after himself. So I'm like, okay. So I go walk through my living room, it was in another house, through my living room to the linen closet to get a towel to clean it. But what I did was before I left the kitchen, I took the slippers off because the floor was wet. Well, when I went to go get the towel, I pull it out of the linen closet, go go start walking towards the kitchen and I notice there were uh, foot water footprints where I walked as if my feet were wet. And I look at my feet, my feet are not wet. And I'm just confused, super confused. So I go back, I wipe the bottom of my slippers with the towel, I clean the floor up, dry everything up. And I'm like, okay, so I go into my bedroom to make my bed. And I hear like a whisper that says, go look on your side of the bed. It wasn't like that. It was like, go go look by your bed or something like that. And when I go look, there's water on my side of the bed on the floor and the edge of my comforter was wet. Everything was wet. I'm on my knees. I'm looking for water. Where is there a cup of water? Where is there a bottle of water? Where is there water? Where, what, what is going on? And I felt like God was saying, I keep telling you that you already have the rivers of living water. I wanted you to see it. And it was like, this is not real. It was like one of my first like crazy moments that I was like, this, this is not real. Well, the day after we're in the car driving, we had the white truck and it was me, Mike and two girls in the back and Mike's driving and he starts feeling water on the back of his um, arm. And he's like, girls, stop throwing water at me. And the girls are like, we don't have water. He's like, yeah, you're spraying like some water gun or whatever. And I'm looking back and I kind of know what's happening. And I'm like, this is, he's doing it again. Like, why? What is this thing with water? I don't understand what is God trying to say? And I'm packing up. 
Mike's getting mad at the girls because he's like, stop chucking water at me. The girls are like, we're not doing anything. <laughs> and I look at Mike, he's like, why are you laughing? And I, and I looked at him and he instantly was like, oh my gosh, now I'm feeling it so weird. And it was, you know, and I wanted to share that because to me, Jesus is alluding to a picture, right? Like he's saying, if you drink of me, wells of water, fountains of water will spring up within you. But he doesn't do this just for us. It is for us. I think first it's for us because I believe that the rivers of living water, like in Ezekiel, it cleanses, it gets all the dirt out, it causes mm. things to flow, yeah. you know, it, it moves things out. But I also believe that the rivers of living water, like in Ezekiel, produce fruit. It gets rid of the junk, it purifies, mm -hmm. but it also yeah. produces fruit in every single season. And I believe that this is a very real thing that we have and we don't see it, but it happens. And, and to me, this is one of the ways that the spirit does move through us, that when we walk through a store, when we're you know at work, when we're at school, walking down the street, whatever it is that we're doing, to me, it's I visualize I have rivers of living water. It's cleansing me, but it's also for other people. It's not just to be kept within. It's not a well that stays stagnant where bacteria and mold can grow. This is living water and living water has all sorts of things in it that produce life, life for us and life for others. And that was what Jesus was always trying to say. This is about all of us. And when you have salvation, it's not just, to me, it's like, it's, it starts with me, but then it's about others. It's about bringing others to the kingdom like Jesus was doing. It was about the world and making sure that everyone knew, hey, this isn't me, but it's also for you. This is what you were created for. So I'm done with my diatribe, sorry. <laughs> That's why in the scripture it says, I shall give him, and then it says, it shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. So that goes to what you're saying, because if Jesus is in us, obviously eternal life. So what comes from eternal life, everlasting is basically an outpouring. Yeah. And so an overflow. Um, there's so many things I could talk about water in the scripture but one of my favorite andrea from what you're saying is that in the scripture i also remember it teaching me that unless the water was in me i wasn't able to overflow mm -hmm. like if the water's in me then i can pour it out but if it's not in me i can't pour it out that's right you People cannot can't get get, you can, yeah you cannot give what you don't have Right. Correct. And People you can't get a drink from a dry well. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, somebody was, uh, this is not about us. In, in, in 1 Corinthians, the last verse of chapter 10, Paul, Paul is saying, listen, in all things, don't seek your own benefit, but the benefit of others, of many. So that's the purpose. We don't do this much, but that's all it's all about. God uses, let's say, you... Uh, Caradon or Barbara or a a a Andrea 
not so much to build yourself up, but that through you, others will be built up. And again, I'm going to go back to this point again that Barbara brought up in the beginning, and then I picked up again that the water and spirit are not the same thing. Let's just say that. All right, so, but just about the relationship. Look yeah. what your entity, the note on, on verse 14 says, the two. What scripture? Uh, for, verse 14. I'm okay. going to read what my entity says. Okay. I, I'm not going to re read Greek because I don't know how to read Greek. It says the verb whatever yeah. mm -hmm. is used. You got that, Andrea? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you read it now. The verb halomeno. I guess, is use of quick movement, like jumping on the part of living beings. This like is a fountain, like, like water springing, same, same thing. Go ahead. Right. It's jumping. I like how they say like jumping. Yes. This is the only instance of it being applied to the action of water. Right. However, in the, what's LXX? Septuagint, that's the oh, version the that they say Jesus used at this time, the Septuagint was the main translation. The Aramaic. Yeah. It. What does it, say? it is used to describe the spirit of God as right. it falls on Samson and Saul. <laughs> see Judges. Okay. So this is good to note. See Judges 14, 6 and 19, 15, 14. Um, we don't have this one. One kingdoms ten two as part part <laughs> of the Septu Septuagint, Probably. and First Samuel ten six and ten, and then Isaiah thirty five six. So I'm actually gonna look that up um, this week. But you see, the relationship has to do with the spirit of God. Yep. Because we right. can't. The only reason it's possible for Jesus to give us living water and it become a fountain through us is because of the spirit. Like, it's not possible now. This is why I think, you know, it's kind of like there will come a time because while Jesus was there, it Jesus was like the well, it's not possible to have that flowing in our lives without Holy Spirit. She had Jesus there but we don't have Jesus physically here. The reason that we can have that water from Jesus is because of Holy Spirit. So they are connected. There is a relationship. Yeah, but it's not the same thing. Right, it's as not a synonym. Say, it's not the same thing, it's just, yeah. One, one thing is reading the Bible and another thing is studying the Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, and studying in our own. You brought up before the Midrash, the ta there's the Midrash, the Talmud, Talmud, the, the, the Mishnah, the, the Mishnah, the Targum. The, listen, that's why all these laws that they talk about, they're not in the Bible. There is a sect of, of Judaism, it's called the Karaites. They just go by the five books and nothing else. There's no extra book. For them is like this, what what the five book says, that's what it is. Forget about men's opinion. How much can you walk on a Saturday? Some say, let's say uh, one kilometer. Others say, what is work on Saturday? Is moving furniture work? Is it 
So look what that does, and that's what we do when we try to explain some. Maybe we, let's say we're trying in this group. We're talking about this, and we come up with a presentation with an explanation. Another guy next door is studying the same thing, yeah. different way. Now, what does that do? That brings confusion. That's why the best thing in the world we can do is just go by the text and try to read the text and focus 100% on the text first. I know there's a lot of helps and this and that, but that's got to be the goal, not my interpretation of stuff. Because there's a lot, lot of crazy things going on, you know. So what does the Bible say? That's what we must follow. What does, there's things I don't understand? Yes, but I'm not going to listen to this guy, that guy, that guy, because all their answers sound reasonable. But if they're all different, that's going to mess me up, right? right? <laughs> well, I don't want that. I don't want that. I see it, the way I see well, it is, I'm going to look at, I'm going to read the text, right? And I'm going to say, it's like I was saying, what preconceived notions did we have about the Samaritan woman or whatever, whatever, that's not in the text. So I think everything we do has to come back to what does the text actually say without interpretation, without perspective, just plainly simple. What does the text say? So that's important. Um, but then there's going to be things that we're going to read at least for me that I'm just like there's something missing or something I'm not understanding and that's where I have to rely on other people who have dedicated their lives to studying this stuff because I haven't so I'm gonna read I'm gonna read different things I don't get confused it's it's weird because I'm someone who's it doesn't confuse me when I listen to one person say something another because I do listen to different opinions and perspectives what it does is it gives me information and then this is where having a relationship with God right is very important because you have to you have to have enough relationship with God understanding of who God is to be able to look at the Bible for what it is recognize what the text says recognize when something's your own opinion your own perspective because a lot of it's speculation outside the text so like the the targum and all that stuff that's all speculation right that's all opinion it's commentary Mm. A lot of what we're going through here, it's all commentary. But what we always have to do, Dad, to your point, is come back to the text and make sure that whatever our interpretation is, whatever our perspective is, whatever we conclude from this, that we recognize that's not in the Bible. The problem is there's people preaching and teaching as if their perspective is biblical is in the bible and people who don't read the bible don't know the bible believe them and if they were to just simply read it for what it says they'd realize that's not the truth but people don't know it's in the bible and this is why i say 
we i want people to read it i want people to go look like that commentary that i read it was like oh there's some verses here it's alluding i'm gonna go read those verses because i want to see what the scripture says i'm not gonna go take this commentary and run with it and say oh this is this is the truth mm -hmm. this is commentary so i need to go and use the brain that god gave me along with the spirit that god gave me and i need to go look and 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 say is 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 this true is this bible is this not bible i think it's okay to have certain like with the story of of the woman at the well right there's a lot of things we don't know how old was the woman what happened to her husband these are all like little extra things that mat don't matter but may matter we we just don't know i think having the conversation is important because a lot of times we're taught it in a certain way right we're taught she was a promiscuous woman she w went to the well by herself because she was an outcast and we grow up believing that's the story of the samaritan woman but that's not what the text says mm -hmm. and what i want is for people to realize i can come and say oh maybe her husband died maybe this but hey that's my that's that's a speculation and then there's things where i can read and say hey but that's my opinion what the text says is this 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 and i think that's where integrity comes in for teachers and preachers to be honest and say i'm giving you my interpretation but i think it's important for you as the congregation as the student as the whatever to go to your bible and go read it for yourself go study it for yourself so that you know because what's happening nowadays and why so many people you know in quotes fall away is because they're being told what to believe. And when someone accepts Jesus, because they really do love Jesus, it's not that they don't, they really feel they love Jesus. They're told, this is what those who love Jesus, those who are Christian, this is what they're supposed to believe. And then they adopt that belief because they're being told, oh, now as a Christian, this is what I'm supposed to believe. But they don't believe it. They were just told that. They want to believe it, but at the core, they don't. So when trouble hits, when something bad happens, when trials come, when the world goes chaotic, they get anxious, they get depressed, they don't know what's going on, they feel like they're losing their faith, but they're not losing anything. They never had it to begin with. They just were doing what they were taught. They were thinking what they were told they were supposed to think, what they were supposed to believe. And this is why I think if people go and they read the Bible for themselves and they discover and they explore, but do it yourself. You can listen to preachings, teachings, you can read other people's commentaries, but then go to the, go to the Bible yourself and come to a conclusion between you and God. Pray, ask God. This is where prayer and worship come into play with Bible study. It's not just about the words, it's about the life in it. And that's what I think, you know, you have Christians who don't like theologians because theologians are too, you know, they're cessationists, that's what their reputation. Um, but then you have those Christians who don't study the Bible and they say, all I want is Jesus and they just wanna feel goosebumps all the time. And they don't know scripture. 
And I feel like there's this middle place that we need to get to, but everyone is, everyone needs to drink from the living waters. And one of the ways is to, to come through the knowing of Jesus, the knowing of God through scripture, because the scriptures reveal God. Does God reveal himself in prayer, in worship, in supernatural activity, in, um, you know, in signs and wonders and miracles? Absolutely. God reveals himself through nature. God reveals himself through children. God reveals, he's everywhere. But the scriptures will reveal to us his nature. So when God appears and reveals himself to us in real life, we know. Like one of the things that's hard for me is seeing people who will see a license plate um, with a number that they feel is spiritual. And seven, they, seven, seven. Yeah. Or, or like two, 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 like, oh, I saw, I saw, I saw a flight number with two, two, two. That's the one I should take. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm not saying that there are not times that God uses that. But but God's nature is not one where he's dictating what you have to do. He's going to show you the way. He's going to guide you. Maybe you're open to that kind of stuff, so he'll guide you in that way. But I think there's this partnership, and a lot of times we use those things as a good luck charm. We use Bible verses as good luck charms, but we really don't know it. And I one of the reasons i'm doing this bible study and putting it on the podcast and i just really want people to explore the scriptures more deeply at least read it reading the bible in one year is great but out of everyone who's listening to me how many times have you started a one-year reading plan it's now april 28th are you still reading every single day have you remember has your life changed by the by the scriptures you've been reading every day has your relationship with God improved by your reading every day that's the measure to me that's the measure of success when it comes to scripture it's not about how many words you read in a day or if you can read the Bible in a year it's about Am I getting closer to God? Am I becoming more like him? Am I, you know, living out my purpose in this? Is my life being transformed by what I'm reading? If it's not, I encourage you to take a moment and say, what are the scriptures in my life? Because it cannot be a man, it cannot be a a requirement like we were talking about rules and all this stuff right there is no requirement of i have to read a chapter of the bible every day i'd rather you read a verse a day and have it change your life read one verse an entire week and have that change your life and you become more and more like him transformed more and more into his image, then you read the Bible in a year. And at the end, you're the same bitter, cynical, mean, angry person you were when you started reading the Bible on January 1st. We have to learn by ourselves first. Then I do listen to some people, not everybody. Yeah, you have I to listen to some people. 
and even those I have to sift what they say because sometimes he clicks and then another guy will say something related that's totally opposite and clicks too so we have to be very careful the thing is we don't read we don't read scriptures slow enough yeah right like today I started to read the book of Amos look at I'm just going to read the first verse really quick the words of Amos who was among the ship ship herders from Tekoa which he, he saw in visions concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah king and of Jew okay who's this big book written for for Israel in the days of and it's specific mm -hmm. but what do we do okay let me go here and we start reading oh this we apply everything to ourselves and there's nothing to do with yeah. us right he has not it was not written for us yeah it's just for us to learn so like you said this first verse if we skip it we, lo we lose focus we're going to start talking about this and like one guy this morning was saying oh if you if you have a dream uh be watch out because you're going to have a lot of haters when they hear about your dream where does the bible say that right. why are you interpreting like you was talking about the Bible does Joseph, not yeah. say none of that. So we have this, I don't know, was it showing off? And people applaud and go, you we said something great. Meaningless. It's like sifting water. What happens if you sift water? Put water <laughs> through a colander, ain't going to work. Nothing's <laughs> going to be sifted. But That's... people do that because they're trying to justify their life experience. And they're like, like it wasn't that Joseph shared his dream in my opinion again my interpretation there was a lack of wisdom it wasn't that he shared his dream that was wrong there could have been a better approach to how he did that but and there's a lot of different ways to look at it which is the awesome thing about stories but yeah i think i've come to learn like i've followed a lot of teachers a lot of different people and i've come to learn that you will never agree 100% with one person. Mike and I are very alike. We, we, my husband, we love theology. We love studying. We, we, we both do it. We don't agree 100% on everything. There's times he has his opinion. I have my opinion and I'll tell, and I will, I will say this. If there is someone that you follow, and it's kind of like everything they say you agree with, it's 100%. There's, you know, all the, I, I would almost question, are you, are you um, following them as a teacher or are you following them as an idol? Like, are you actually going and learning for yourself after you hear them speak? Or are you taking what they're saying as scripture? Those are two different things. Um, to your point out of the context in that first verse of Amos, I heard somebody say this once and it and it clicked when I was learning about context, reading the Bible in context. The Bible was not written to us, mm -hmm. but it is written for us. We can take something from it, but we cannot read it like it was written to us. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why knowing who the author was, who are they writing to? Understanding that piece 
is very important. It's easy to skip over because like when you read that first verse, right, there's different names and weird names and people tend to just skip over it because to your point, they are reading very quickly. Mm-hmm. But when you take your time, you'll realize, oh, the author is telling me who he's writing for and what the mm-hmm. purpose of this is. Like John will tell us what the purpose of his book is eventually. But that those are the things that are important to understand. And again, just go read it. It's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's it. And again, I'm, I'm, this is the last thing I'm going to say tonight. Uh-huh. Uh, we, were, we were talking about uh, people say, oh, it's very hot. At the time, it's we know it's twelve o'clock because the text says was twelve right. o'clock. But if you go on verse thirty-five, it says, "Do you not say? See, there are still four months. Then comes the harvest. When does the harvest come? Around September? In the fall, yeah. So was not that hot at the time. And yeah. if you go. If it you wasn't went like to, midsummer. That's a good point. And you go to chapter seven, talks about the feast of the booths. What time is the feast of the booths? Somewhere around that tabernacle. So, see, like you said, and it's true. We just when we're in church for so long, we don't take our Bible. We just hear the preacher say something, and yeah, sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. Must be true. And then we are so fooled when we sit down and read, we go, what? I've been learning this for, I, I my understanding was like, and then you realize how, how deceived you were, you know, right. not that other person even did it on purpose. Right. They don't do it on purpose. That's tradition is, is from hearsay. It's all from hearsay. It's not from what the Bible says. That's right. why it's fine if we're reading the Bible and I don't uh, agree with you. Let's say 100%. You don't mm-hmm. agree with me. Th- that is that is fine. But let's not distort the scriptures and put in things that don't belong there. I agree. I agree. Yeah, we got to take things out of scriptures. We don't have, we, we have no right, no authority to put stuff into the scriptures. That's right. a big mistake. I agree. We have to know how to how to how to say it. But like you said, it's it's not always done on purpose. Like that's how a lot of times with the preachers of today and the way they do seminaries and stuff. That's how they heard the story. So they're going to interpret the story through that lens all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, but that happens. But that's where we're you know, I want to I want to at least expose people to this idea and this concept of go and explore for yourself and read the Bible always as if you don't know what it says, even if you've been Christian for years, for your whole life. Read it with fresh eyes. Be willing to see something new because most of the time you will. (laughs) Like There's just so much in it. It'll be a that, lifelong journey. Yeah, does the Bible say there will come a time when you do not uh, you do not need anyone to teach you? But yeah. well, we still it's not exactly say you don't need anyone to I know. teach in the sense. Oh no, no, it's just all about me now. But I mean, it's God is telling us: you open your Bible, get your favorite translation besides the Message Bible and the Passion translation. Put those aside. All mm-hmm. the other ones are good read and try to study that's it 
Yep. Try to try to get the most you can out of it. You, we, we need people. We need people to teach us. I yes, I agree. I learned, but I have to be the one. The first person to teach me is the Spirit of God in me. I have to look. I have to seek God to find God. There's no other way. I have to knock at the scriptures every day because I know when I knock, the door will be open. And that's where it goes. Yeah, that, ver that verse is good goes. because there's also, you know, there are teachers in the body of Christ. It is one of the ministries. But yeah, it's that's a good way to look at it because God wants to teach you. Like we're all capable of learning from Holy Spirit. It's we need teachers, but we don't need teachers like there. We have to put things yeah. in the right place. God didn't give us all the answers. That's why we have to continue to trust him. And that's where the living well comes from. Yeah. Every one of our Bibles has a little bit different wording and interpretation there. It's worded a little bit different. And he never gave us all the answers. They're not all in the Bible. There's great direction, but we don't have all the answers of the world. We have to continue to trust them and listen. That brings us to the end of today's session. It's an honor that you've chosen to join us in this conversation. We'd love to know what you think, how this has blessed you, or even if you have any questions by sending an email to hello at andreajohn.com. To prepare for next week, Read John 4, verses 39 through 54. Some things to ponder on verses 39 through 42. How much influence would the Samaritan woman have had to have for them to believe her? Would a sexual deviant and an outcast have that much influence to cause people to believe what she was saying? For the remainder of the chapter, ask our usual questions. What is this passage telling me about who God is? Not just what he does, but who he is. What lessons do I learn as to how God created me and how he wants me to respond? That'll allow you to join the conversation with your own study, perspective, opinions, and questions. And if we don't answer the question that you may have, you're always welcome to email us. Or if you have a perspective that we didn't cover, we'd love to hear about it. Because who knows, maybe I'll share it in one of the sessions. So thank you so much, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Until then, have a blessed